Now, regarding the summer workshops, um, could you elaborate on, you know, um, like what the summer workshops contain, how many people usually attend, um, you know, or what's the impact that these workshops have? So these summer workshops are something that leads on our team host for FTC, you know, newer students coming in or just, you know, other people and like other members of our team who want to learn what a different subgroup does. So we have CAD workshops, mechanical workshops, machining, like STEM cadets does woodshop, we have business, and we have a ton. So they really are impactful because they teach what, you know, goes on during the off season and build season on our team. And new students, even before they join the team, they can get an understanding of what to do and how everything runs. And there's no requirement to be in first before doing our workshops. They're for everyone. So you could be a rookie, never even touched a screwdriver, and you'll walk out of the woodshop training knowing how to use a bandsaw, knowing how to screw wood together, knowing how to build a shelf. And really, that's the goal of the workshops is that people get foundational um, skills in whatever they want to learn so that if they um, pursue that or are interested in it, they get exposure and hands-on experience with it. As for numbers, I would say... Each workshop that we had varied around um, either three to seven people per group. And we all meet at the same time at the school, but we meet um, multiple times. So I think we had like five or six weeks of doing summer workshops. So you don't have to feel stuck into doing the same workshop over and over. You would have an opportunity to try every workshop that you wanted to do. It was for um, two hours and then we would have a drive practice um, in the last hour for people who wanted to try driving an FRC level robot. Um, because again, that's also you know an experience that they should have too if they want to go into anything mechanical or STEM or anything related to that. So that's really what the purpose of the workshops were and what the exact um, numbers and the impact was. Um, perfect. Thank you so, so much, um, you know, for telling us about your summer workshops. And we can see that it would really help, you know, uh, your team members who would later, you know, join the feds and because they have like, you know, a certain amount of experience, which would help them contribute um, more to the team. So um, a general question about like, you know, the various aspects of FRC, how do you decide the team roles or designate responsibility in such a large team? So our team roles are... So at the beginning of the year, we have each and every new student decide what subgroup they want to be a part of. And these subgroups are like where what kind of work they'll be. And always, if they feel like they like another subgroup better or they don't want to be in that subgroup anymore and they want to switch to something like electrical or, uh, or mechanical, they can always switch and be a part of that new uh, subgroup. So for newer students... Uh, for newer students is always like very flexible uh, in what subgroup you want to be in for older students they've shown dedication for that um for that one subgroup and if they've shown dedication and they've put in a lot of work they can become subgroup leads which means they'll be able to teach younger students and lead the subgroup in tasks like um building the robot doing CAD models and uh, help organize the rest of the new students in um, their subgroup. 
And student leads are picked by mentors, especially mentors who have overseen the student in what they've been doing. So for instance, when choosing a mechanical lead, the mechanical mentors will bring up to what we call our operating committee. It's basically made up of all of the mentors on our team and the co-captains, which I'll talk about in a second. But for um, mechanical, let's say that um, this person wanted to become mechanical lead and you can't be a new student and be a lead because you really just have to have at least one year of experience in the program. But even in your second year, if you show dedication to mechanical, to building, then you potentially could become a student lead. And so the mentors would gather together in their meeting and mechanical mentors would present, hey, I think this person, this person, this person would be great um, mechanical leads. And so all the mentors will talk about it and they'll come out with a final roster of who would be the student leads of which group. We typically have about um, two student leads per group, um, just so that, you know, there's accountability if one person wasn't in school or one person um, was sick that the other person could take over for them. And then um, something that our team has historically always done is have co-captains, not a single captain. And we don't have like a cabinet or a council. We simply have um, co-captains. And to be a co-captain, you must already be a student lead. And to balance out team dynamics, we have a co-captain for the non-technical side, which um, is me. And then we have a co-captain of the technical side. So when, these, uh, when the operating committee meets, um, these... Uh, co-captains can report out what their group is doing, what they've been observing as, um, and really they're just representing and advocating for their group as a whole. And then co-captains have additional perks of taking on some other projects, et cetera. But really that is how leadership is structured on the team. And we are a very student-focused, student-oriented team. So again, even though mentors may make the larger decisions, such as who is the student lead, mentors are not the one who are always building the robot or telling the student lead what to do and we have a lot of student autonomy on the team so um that's really amazing and it was nice to hear how the feds work um to you know talk a bit about team matrix we of course have brilliant mentors so we have our teachers who guide us in the technical and non-technical aspects and we really really value their guidance and along with that we have the last year matrix members who this year are a part of the frc team in our school so Elevate Mentors, they guide us and help us through the process of FTCT, of FTC, like giving us, you know, instructions about um, how to carry out stuff or telling us where they made mistakes in their time and how we should make those mistakes or how we can better our outreach or, you know, our team dynamics or how we work together. So um, it's the mentors who aid us through the process. But of course, everything lies in the hands of the students, like you mentioned. So in our case, um, we will be planning to vote and decide later, but uh, basically we're looking at dividing heads of departments. So heads of CAD, construction, programming, and outreach, and then um, a team captain, since, you know, FTC is a smaller uh, team, which has a 15 member team limit. So that's something about Matrix. Now, um, we spoke about your summer workshops, Falcon Frenzy, um, and we spoke about, you know, um, the STEM cadets. So while I was going through your website, I came across um, a few more, you know, um, events. So the International Mentor Seminar and I think the Michigan Advocacy Conference. So um, could you explain or elaborate a bit on these two events and what they entailed?
Yeah, Adiba, do you want to talk um, more about the mentor seminar? So the mentor, sem we were invited to the mentor seminar with one of our sister schools, the Adam Bots, to go to this, you know, advocacy training to see how to advocate for STEM in our local community and, you know, how to get more inclusion and more grants for everyone to make sure to, you know, sustain all these first teams we have built. Yeah. Also, um, sorry, I think you misspoke a little bit. Um, the she talked about the Michigan Advocacy Conference, but the mentor seminar was something that was um new for us to participate in. But we had already built a connection with a team in Israel, Spikes Two Two One Two, and they inv invited us to the seminar with um other teams from across the globe to. First, um, we introduced who our teams were, and then we broke out into breakout rooms for two hours, and each team presented something about themselves. So fittingly, we actually presented about what is FRC. And then um, there was also an, a great opportunity for a real chairman's judge to come and talk to us about the chairman's award, best strategies for the award. And then of course we had a closing um, at the end. And to talk a little bit more about the Michigan Advocacy Conference. So um, it was great. We got to um, come together with a lot of other teams in Michigan. As I said, we do have that grant program and we had some representatives from our state government um, be there. and. Unfortunately, we couldn't meet our representative for our specific Michigan district, but we were able to um, learn about how do you meet with an elected official? Um, what's the etiquette behind it? How do you make your pitch about supporting STEM? And then it even goes down to the local level. So if you have, um, say, at your school board meetings, you know, you want to make sure that STEM is uh, priority when they're making decisions about funding, uh, distributing funds, and, you know, what programs they want to keep at school. So um, both events were um, very different, but together we have been learning um, a lot through these years uh, from other teams and um, how to better ourselves. Um, so that that's really nice to hear. And now we have a much better understanding about, you know, the events you hold. Um, I think Sandy had Oh, another technical question. Um, Sandy, do you want to go ahead and ask that? So I'm in the programming team of Team Matrix and I had some questions related to your programming. So which language do you usually use to code your robot? So we used to use C++, but now we've switched to Java. Yeah, I think even Team Matrix is going to use Java to code our robot. And which software do you use for programming? Um, oh, Arya. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I'm not exactly sure because um, none of us are currently in the programming subgroup, but Arya, did you have something to add? So um, we, we usually use things like uh, Visual Studio Code, any code editor. And the good thing about our team, we have a, we have a organization on GitHub, which is like code organizing software where we use to organize our code and archive our code. And the thing about our GitHub is, is it's public. So any team can view our, um, our public code and take like ideas off it, inspiration off it. And we, we mainly use GitHub to organize and um, 
uh, organize our code. 